Maternal Health, episode number 11. Listening to the Eternal Health Podcast, where we discuss God's great design for your life in body, mind, and spirit. Your host is Laura Rimmer, who's a plant based nutritionist, author, speaker, and health coach. Looking for yoga tips or the latest protein shake recommendations? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. If you're ready for no-nonsense, multi-layered health expertise, drawing on evidence-based nutrition and biblical principles, welcome to Eternal Health. For show notes and to download your free 5-minute Optimum Health Scorecard, please visit laurarimmer.com. Enjoy the show. Hi, it's Laura here. Welcome back to Eternal Health. I hope you've had a really good week. We're here on episode number 11. So I've been running Eternal Health now for a couple of months and really gaining some traction with it. Got lots of different um, people messaging me and emailing me and leaving positive reviews saying that they're really enjoying the uh, the podcast. So I'm really pleased to hear that. And um, yeah, just hope that you're getting value from this. So yeah, we're on episode 11. And today we're gonna be talking all about how to increase productivity and creative thinking. So how to have a more productive day, how to um, spark creativity in you. And just a little hint of what we're going to be talking about today is that we think that productivity and creativity, probably more so creativity, we think that it's something that just happens and we're either born with it or it just sometimes we wake up productive and creative and sometimes we don't. Well, those are actually myths and I'm going to give you 10 solid tips today in today's episode on how to actually kickstart both of those processes of being more productive and more creative. But before we get into the show today, just I hope you've listened to last week's episode because it was a really, really good one. I had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Joel Furman about, well, his new book, Fast Food Genocide, and talking about how fast foods and processed foods are ruining us not only in terms of our bodily health, but mental health, our ability to be calm. It actually is the biggest indicator. If you give children processed foods as as children, it's the number one biggest indicator that they will then go on to take illicit drugs in later life. Who'd have thought, hey, that's quite shocking news. So he talks about all this stuff, the science behind it, his 25 years of research, and also how to improve our diet, some small, simple changes that will make a real positive difference to our lives, the lives of our families and loved ones. So yeah, it was a real, really interesting um, experience speaking to him because I've been following Dr. Joel's work for many years and really love his nutritarian approach to diet and lifestyle. So do go back and listen to that and you'll get some really good advice um, for free. (laughs) You know, if you were to consult one-on-one with Joel Furman, it would cost you probably thousands of pounds. So go and have his advice for free. And I've tried to ask the questions that, um, that us lay people would want to ask to help us navigate through our health in a better way and eat the right things without feeling like we're depriving ourselves or anything like that. So that was episode number 10 last week's of Eternal Health. 
Now you have to just bear with me a little because I do have a bit of a sore throat I'm afraid so my voice is a, is a little bit croaky which is quite annoying because I've got a big choir concert tomorrow. I've got a three hour rehearsal in the afternoon, a two hour concert tomorrow night. I had a three hour rehearsal the other night, church choir rehearsal last night and my throat is really just not feeling great at the moment so I'm trying not to push my voice. But it's, yeah, I'm just in a position where I'm not able to use my, you know, the power of my singing voice. I'm singing very throaty at the moment, which is annoying and it's probably coming across in my voice. So apologies, but hopefully I'll be able to just speak you through this episode without too much trouble. Other than that, it's been a really good week for me. I did the radio interview that I've been planning for the last few weeks and... Yeah, it was a longer episode than I expected. I was featured in in an episode of Life Stories and was able to give my testimony of finding Jesus and talk about eternal health and my research into health and diet and things. So yeah, I think it went well. It's going to come out in the next couple of weeks. So um, maybe I'll leave a link in the show notes when I know that it's coming out. So let's get into today's show then, shall we? Now, episode 11 today is all about how to increase productivity and your creative thinking. And I'm going to give you 10 simple, quite quick, because obviously 10 items is a lot to get through. So just short, sharp tips for having a more productive day and sparking that creative process. So whether you're employed, whether you're a busy parent, whether you're looking to do something creatively, maybe write a book, write a song, I don't know, do a painting or anything in between any of those things, then we all need productivity. So for me, I need productivity to run my business, to manage the various different areas of my life, from home life to church, to my work, to family and friends, to the singing and concerts and things that I do and meetings I have. And I'm sure you've got equally or more things on your plate that you're trying to juggle and and get the most out of your day with. So it's a, it's a really good thing that we can learn how to master. It's worth taking the time to understand how to be more productive because it can really give you back time because it's time is the great leveler, isn't it? It's been said that we can always make more money. We can be more energetic than another person. We can have more money than another person. We can have a faster car than another person, but we don't have more time than anyone else. So it is the great level of we've each got 24 hours a day and it's up to you what you do with those 24 hours. We can waste them, we can use them, um, or we can use them maximally productively and that's not to say that everything has to be super rigid and regimented and boring no not at all it just means that for those activities that you commit to do and that you're um, yeah committed to engaging with on a regular basis that we can do those in a productive way and if you're looking to be creative and who couldn't use a bit more creativity too whether it's coming up with creative things that your children would want to eat whether it's finding creative ways to get them to go to bed on time whether it's being creative in your marriage you know finding new ways to love and cherish your partner your husband your wife or whether it's in your work so for me I'm halfway through writing another book at the moment so I really need to be able to make that creative process not something that's just oh I'm feeling creative today on a whim I need to be systematizing my creativity which sounds like a weird concept doesn't it how do you systematize creativity well if you speak to any long-term hardcore writer 
or painter for that matter, or dancer, or anyone who's in a creative industry, they will tell you that creativity is a discipline. It's not something that just comes out of nowhere. It's something that you hone, you routine, and you repeat. You create rituals that will create productivity and creativity. So number one, my advice would be to slow down. We live in a world that's super fast, don't we, where everything is going a million miles an hour. There's always things grabbing our attention and the pressure on us is to do things faster, quicker. Well, it's counterintuitive, but the best thing to do in the face of all that is to slow down. So for me, in worldly terms, it makes no sense for me to spend an hour in the mornings reading my Bible and praying because I think I need to get up, I've got things to do, I've got podcasts to edit and, you know, record and web pages to create and clients to speak with and, and all the rest of it. But here's the thing. When I take that time, when I slow down, when I take the time to pray, spend time with God, read his word, let his word renew my mind into God's way of thinking instead of the world's way of thinking, I think 10 times out of 10, so 100% of the time, when I take that time to kind of waste time, if you like, which it seems like in my earthly mind, it feels like I'm wasting time. It's actually not. Waste time with God and he will give you back that time in abundance. I find when when I do take that time to pray, to read my Bible diligently for, you know, a good amount of time, then I feel like my day goes more smoothly. I am more productive. I'm less distracted. I'm more calm. I'm more focused. So even if you're not a Christian, even if you're not reading God's word, and but I would advise that you do, the Bible is like the best book ever written and it's a supernatural book, it's the word of God, so it's not like any other book. But even if you're not doing that, slowing down anyway means that you're, I don't know, I don't know what happens, I don't know the science behind this, but something happens when you just slow things down. You seem to have, or I find, I seem to have more time the slower I go. And that's not to say you're being lazy or anything like that or boring. Just focus on one thing at a time. And this will bring me on to another point in a minute. But you want to keep intently focused on the task at hand and don't be afraid of doing it slowly. So, for example, when I write my book, and I've now written about 40, I think I've written 45,000 words of my next book. Invariably, every day that I sit down to write, it feels like I'm going too slow. It feels like I'm sat here twiddling my thumbs for a little while, waiting to get inspired. It feels like when I put pen to paper or I start typing, it takes forever for me to come up with things and I have to go back and edit it. And I might look for like half an hour and have written 200 words or less, 100 words. And I think, Laura, you're so slow, you're so unproductive. But actually, you know what? that is much better it's kind of like the tortoise and the hare it's much better to go at a steady pace do a job well and do it on a consistent basis because after how many months it took me I think three months to write 45,000 words now that's over half my book whereas if I try and go at it at a million miles an hour and write it all in like 10 days or whatever I don't know a couple of months 
I'll, I'll probably burn myself out and you may find the same if you try and hit something hard it's the same with exercise if we try and do this high intensity training we can do it for a little while and then we'll burn out and stop and then six months down the road you compare yourself to the person who's just been steadily exercising on a slower basis day to day or the person that has been writing 300 words a day consistently for six months and that person has overtaken you in their productivity two times over because they've just done it at a more sensible pace so for that reason that's point number one slow down okay point number two is when you're at work work I read this in Sam Carpenter's book, Work the System, that I read a couple of months ago on how to add more systems into my business. And he gave me this, not such a radical concept, but it really struck me as being very radical because it was new to me. When you're at work, work as in, when you sit down to work, do not go on the internet surfing, do not be distracted, by other things do not get up and have a conversation with people unless it's part of your work do not go and put the the washing on like I'm tempted to do working from home sometimes sit down and work and then when you finished working stop working maybe this is obvious to you but I was slow on the uptake and for me I am inclined to do a little bit of work and then oh I'll just look at social media I'll just go and uh, do the dishes or put the washing on or whatever but actually he says when you sit down to work just focus intently on that work for the period of time that you've set and then when you've finished get up and do something different so that's point number two for major productivity and I find that when I do this I am massively more productive whenever I write my book I do it in this fashion I sit down for a period of about an hour at a time well between 45 minutes and an hour and I do nothing else but focus on writing that book I don't look at emails I do not have my internet open I don't get up I don't speak to people I close myself in and write and that's it and that's where really my book is able to write itself by doing this in that fashion okay point number three is take a media break so quite simply if you're not taking a break every now and then so every month every couple of months from television from adverts from social media from emails and technology then you should be we need to unplug from the system we're in a day and age which is vastly different to the rest of humanity and the rest of history where we're plugged in all the time to this technology and media and constantly being bombarded with different messages so it's important for our brain for our mental health as well as our physical health to just get away from that and take a media break my recommendation would be at least once a month okay point number four for more productivity and creativity is to check your emails twice a day so rather than having your email browser open all the time and just emails pinging in whenever um, have your email closed and just go in so you're being proactive rather than reactive and answer and look at emails and respond to them twice a day so for me I aim to do it at 11 a.m and 4 p.m so the first thing that I do in my day is not checking emails it's not surfing the internet it's not online it's doing my creative and productive work 
And by doing this, you're going to stop that context switching. So I read a wonderful book at the beginning of this year called Deep Work by Cal Newport. I cannot recommend this book highly enough. And he talks about we need to minimize context switching where we're focusing on one thing and then something else and then back to that one thing and then doing something else. That creates mental lag time. So get rid of that. Just ditch the emails being open all the time and, you know, pinging you all day long. Just go in and check them twice a day only. And that kind of relates to point number six, which is don't multitask because multitasking is a myth. Instead of multitasking, if we think that we can sit there and read a book and do knitting and listen to our husband talk to us at the same time and feed the children, that is a complete myth. We cannot do that. Research shows, and there's tons of psychological studies done on this, Um, I've read lots of books on it, and um, yeah, there's been loads of studies which say that rather than multitasking, we're actually minutely switching back and forth from one thing to another, so it creates that context switching in our minds, which makes us much, much less productive, less creative. Here's some things which we can multitask on. We can only multitask if one of the things that we're doing, so there's got to be two things, one of those things has to be something that you do on autopilot. So for example, if you're, I don't know, say you're a really good knitter and you've been doing it for 20 years, if you can sit and knit on autopilot, then you might be able to also have a conversation with someone in a meaningful way and totally get what they're saying and respond But if you're new to knitting and you're trying to do knitting and hold a conversation, that's not going to work because you need, in order to successfully multitask, one of the things that you're doing needs to be committed to your muscle memory and it needs to be done on autopilot. So for me, I can go to the gym and cross train on a cross trainer because I've been doing it 15 years and I can also listen to an audio podcast or a sermon, but I wouldn't try skiing and listening to a podcast because I don't know how to ski, so it would be brand new to me. So I would be trying to learn to ski and listen to a podcast. It's not going to work. So the upshot is when it comes to your work and your day and in areas where you want to be more pr- productive and creative, do not try and multitask. Focus on one thing at a time and then, yeah, move on to the next thing afterwards. So point number six is to set a social media curfew. So similar to not checking your emails all the way through the day, just having two specific times that you go in proactively and check your email, I would say shut off all the pings and notifications on your phone, on your computer that could alert you to social media things. And instead, just go in like once a day or after a certain time. So my suggestion would be the later in the day, the better. So for me, I aim as far as possible, unless I'm doing something like a Facebook Live in my Facebook group or need to send an email to my email list and include an Instagram photo or whatever. I try and um, not look at my social media until after 4 p.m. Because what happens when you go into Facebook? You've got a news feed, you've got red alerts, you've got messages, you've got interesting stuff, emotive stuff, and all of that absolutely stifles your focus, stifles your creativity, heightens stress. It's been proven that people that spend a lot of time on social media are more stressed and actually it's related to higher rates of depression as well so take that seriously and give yourself a curfew be disciplined and self-controlled when it comes to social media okay number seven is to go for walks 
it's been said that um, our best thinking is done when we go for walks. And for me, certainly, I mean, I've masterminded various different things in my business on long walks from new courses and programs to different chapters in books that I've written and there's something about walking getting out in the fresh air and the actual action of walking massages your brain so it stimulates brain activity you're getting vitamin d you're getting the oxygen in your lungs you're getting your body moving and your muscles moving and it gets you out of your normal environment as well so it can really spark that creativity process and if you think to yourself I haven't got time to go for a walk I need to stay at work and um, you know just continue doing my work it's worthwhile taking that time whether it's just 15 minutes or 30 minutes to get up away from your desk away from whatever you're doing and go for a walk because it will actually make you more productive for the rest of the day. Point number eight is to quite simply drink more water. If you're not drinking your two liters plus of water a day, then you are stifling your brain's ability to be productive and creative because you're not giving it what it needs. So do tend to your physiological needs of having water to lubricate your brain. And it's such a simple thing, but drinking your two liters of water a day can really help you be more productive and more creative. And so number nine is to do your most important work the work that you need to really focus on early on in the day because I've been I'm in a group at the moment a business coaching group and we're told that when we feel tired and we're we're not able to focus on our work as much it's not because we don't have energy oftentimes well for me it certainly isn't because I eat well I sleep well I have my two liters of water a day I exercise lots So it's very rarely an issue of energy for me, but what does happen is you can get decision fatigue. So what does that mean? Well, it means that we only have around about 200 decisions a day that our brain can cope with. So you don't want to be having big decisions to make later on in the day. You don't want to be trying to do your most productive and creative work that requires decision making and discernment and rationalization and all that kind of stuff you don't want to be doing that later on in the day when your decision fatigue is setting in you want to wake up fresh and use that full bank of decision making abilities on your creative tasks and your productive tasks that you need to focus on now there is a caveat to that for most people that best point of the day will be in the morning but there are some people who as long as they take a little break kind of early afternoon or lunchtime their most creative and productive time is early afternoon or maybe even in the evening so maybe experiment with that and see what works for you but either way we do have this bank of around about 200 decisions that we're able to make a day and this is documented in the psychology research so you want to capitalize on that and my advice would be in my experience to do your most important and most focused work earlier on in the day rather than later and finally number 10 is to be renewing your mind with God's word because as I mentioned earlier the Bible is a supernatural book it's living and active as the book of Hebrews says it is literally God speaking to us now I will say that you need to have spiritual discernment to get the most out of the Bible so in other words you need to be a believer in Jesus and have the Holy Spirit living in your heart to really um, have the Spirit enlighten you in the Word of God and to really get the full benefits, if you like, in worldly terms, of reading the Bible. But nonetheless, 
if you're a non-Christian, why not pick up the Bible and start reading it in a um, in a spirit of humility? Because if you read the Bible thinking, oh, it's a load of rubbish, if, if you think if you're going to be cynical about it or think that it's just stories, then it won't work for you. But read books like the books of Proverbs, the wisdom books, um, Psalms, Ecclesiastes, which has such wisdom for life, often very, very different to worldly wisdom. But this is tried and tested and true. And as I say, you know, I'm a firm believer in Jesus. It not only gives you the narrative of history, it shows us what humanity is like. It shows us exactly the psychology of humans, the attitude of humans, the the dynamics of social life. It shows you the history of God sending a savior to redeem us out of our sin and our mess, which happened during the fall in the Garden of Eden in Genesis. So it's got, yeah, it's got a whole narrative of history, explains everything, explains when Jesus, how Jesus will return and what happens after Jesus has returned and the new creation for believers. And if you're thinking to yourself, this all sounds like pie in the sky. Yep, I used to think that too, until I started reading the Bible and felt completely convicted that it was true. Um, but yeah, and if you are a believer, I'm speaking to the converted. So do be spending more time each day in God's word. Let it renew your mind. Let it shape you. Let it change you. Let it wash over you. And it will spark that creative and productive process in you. It may not be in the ways that you anticipate. For me, it wasn't. I didn't anticipate doing this podcast at all really. Um, But here I am doing it because I allowed God to shape my mind and God to direct me in areas that I wouldn't have gone in, in my own earthly nature, in my own strength. But if we let God shape us, he knows us much better than ourselves. He knows what's best for us. He's the creator of the universe. So why, why rely on your own finite mind that's hasn't got the full picture on things to direct you when you could have the creator of the universe and sustainer of the universe direct you instead so that would be point number 10 spend time in god's word and renew your mind with it okay so let's recap number one to be more creative and more productive in your day is to slow down number two when you're at work work number three take a media break every now and then number four Check your emails only twice a day. Number five is don't multitask because it's a myth. Focus on one thing at a time. Number six is set a social media curfew for yourself. Number seven is go for walks. Number eight, drink adequate amount of water. Number nine, do your most important tasks and your focused work early on in the day. And finally, number 10 is to renew your mind with God's word. So I'm going to leave you with two Bible quotes to finish. The first is from Romans. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. That's Romans 12.2. And finally from Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Thank you very much for listening today on Eternal Health. Go and have a wonderfully productive and creative day, creative week, and I look forward to speaking to you again next week on another episode of Eternal Health. Bye-bye for now.
Thanks for listening to the Eternal Health Podcast. Go to lauraremmer.com to download your free Optimum Health Scorecard and find out your current health score, plus tips, coaching, and training on how to get slim, healed, and energized. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, and we'll catch you next time on Eternal Health.